Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. We hope your week has gone well so far. We hope you guys had a great Christmas and a really happy new year. We know we have over here. I got a message for you today in keeping with the Christmas spirit on how to get the good things that God has for you, right? Because when we think about Christmas so often, we think about the getting part of it. I'll get to that in just a second. But before we do that, I would like if my beautiful bride here of just over seven months would please pray for everybody out in the audience. Absolutely. Thank you, Lord. Just thank you, God. We just, during this time of year, and it's become all year, that we are just so busy, so busy. Even during the pandemic, even those times when we were forced to stay home, we were so busy because the virtual world kept us occupied. Our mind was busy. Our mind has always been busy with a million different things, God. But God, sometimes we realize that the one thing that we need to focus on is missing, and that's you, God. May you occupy our minds and our hearts, no matter if it's a day where we have to do a million things or if it's a holiday, God. I pray that our minds would be submitted to you. Our bodies, every part of us, God, would be submitted to you, and that you would take control of our thoughts And you would be the thought that we think on, that you would renew our mind. We would be transformed by the renewing of our mind in you, God. There's so many things, and there will always be so many things that if we let them could overwhelm us in a bad way, that could just make us feel so afraid and the enemy could use to give us doubt and depression and all the disses of life. But God, you've come to give us life and life abundantly. And no matter what the circumstances are, God, you fill us up to overflowing in joy and peace and love and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control and all the fruits of the Spirit, Lord. So God, let us just submit to you and be filled by you. And instead of living in fear, let us live in your praise and your joy forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Great job, as always, sweetie. Hey, guys, I'm going to give you my message in one second. Real quick, uh, if you're watching now, go ahead and hit the share button so other people can see it as well. Don't forget also to like the videos. If you don't mind, you can see the old ones that we've done. So today's message is how to get the good things that God has for you. And this is not going to be your typical prosperity gospel kind of message, which I think has become kind of counterfeit and phony. This sort of name it and claim it thing. God wants everybody to be fabulously wealthy and have a collection of Rolex watches and sports cars and mansions and things like that. That's, I think, is totally missing the point. And worse than that is that if you come into Christianity with a God give me kind of mentality, you're going to fail at it. It's not, you're not going to get from it what you need. Just like if you go into any other relationship with a what can you do for me kind of mentality, it's going to fail, right? The, one of the secrets to building great, great successful relationships in life is to stop asking yourself, what can this person do for me? And instead ask yourself, what can I do for this person? And likewise, to get the good things 
that God has for you in this life. And God wants to give you the good things. He absolutely does. He's not some, some Uncle Scrooge. He's not some miser. Okay. He's not a man who's, who's greedy and wants to hold on to things. He wants to give you good things. But listen, here's the key. If you want the good things that God has for you, you have to transition from God give me to God use me. Okay. You know, in the United States here, and I know that most of our viewers are from, from other countries, and that's great. But in the United States, if you were to go up to any child and ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? They'd say one of three things. Okay. They'd say, first of all, they want to be like a professional athlete. And wouldn't that be fun to make all that money and be famous that way? Or maybe they'd be more like uh, Miss Kristen over here. And they'd say, I want to be a celebrity. I want to be a movie star. I want to see my name up in lights. Or Maybe they'd be more like me as a kid growing up. I always said, oh, I wanted to be the president of the United States. That would be the greatest thing. And why the heck not, right? Think about all the cool stuff the president gets. He gets Air Force One. And actually, for those of you who don't know, there's actually two of those planes. They're identical to each other. And you can go anywhere in the world whenever you want in the lap of luxury. I mean, you get your own fleet of jets, literally. And you get this cool, you know, limousine, actually a fleet of limousines. There's a bunch of them. They're called the Beast and they're big and they're bulletproof. And you get your drivers and they, they're like these secret service agents who, you know, know how to just uh, drive at crazy speeds and things like that if you want. And, you, you know, you get, your own helicopter, actually. So it's not enough that you get your own airplane. To get from to get to your airplane, you, a helicopter lands on the front lawn and takes you to your airplane, which then flies to your next destination where your limousine and other helicopters are actually waiting for you in advance. In fact, I remember, I don't think I ever told you this, when I was in law school, President Bush, uh, the second President Bush, was giving a speech at the school next door to ours. It was a very small town. And the day before, I remember sitting in my apartment and this fleet of like, I'm not even kidding, like 20 Marine helicopters flies over my apartment and lands in advance of the president. I mean, that's the kind of the kind of fanfare you get. And don't forget, above all else, you get to live in the White House, which is the coolest house in the world. It's this big mansion and it's got secret tunnels and bulletproof windows. I mean, it's like living in a dream, right? Another cool job I actually liked, I was thinking about this today, it would be like a James Bond kind of thing. Lots of young kids want to be James Bond, and why the heck not? You get all those cool spy gadgets, right? You get like the sunglasses that are really video cameras. Yeah. You get, you know, the the secret pens. You get the cool Aston Martins and things like that. You get to go anywhere in the world. Lots of cool stuff come with being the president. Lots of cool stuff come with being James Bond, even though it's fictional. But here's the thing. Okay. Neither of those people have to actually ask for those things. They're given to those people because that's the equipment that they need to do the job that they're tasked with doing. Okay. Likewise, to get the good things that God has for you, ask God to use you and then he will equip you with all of the cool things, all the great things, all the advanced and powerful things that you need to get through this life and to be successful in this life. You know, we're, we've, we've all heard this verse and it says, you know, we're fully equipped for every good work. It's actually, the verse is actually a little more detailed than that. It comes from Hebrews. It says, may the God of peace equip you with everything good for doing his will and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Christ Jesus. And so what, what it's saying here is God will give you what you need. God will even give you what you want. But the purpose of it is for doing his good will so that he can work through you. Okay. Again, in 2 Timothy 3.16, 
The author says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, the things that you get are linked to you doing good work. It's actually equipment more than it is you know, Christmas presents. And I'm not saying that God doesn't give you fun things just for the sake of, just for the sake of it sometimes. I mean, that definitely does happen. But, but what I'm trying to say is if you want to move from sort of being an entry level baby Christian who's just living off of, off of sugar highs, basically, to really fulfilling your purpose and getting all the great things that God has for you, you have to understand it's more about being useful than being a child opening up gifts on Christmas. Second Chronicles 15.7 says, do not give up for your work will be rewarded. And of course, in Matthew, and I think other places in the Bible also, God, uh, Jesus tells the parable of the master who gives certain talents to his servants to see what kind of return on his investment that he'll get. And for the servant that gives him the greatest return, the servant who did the most with what he was given, notice the idea here is you're given to do something with it. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. So notice that the happiness comes with the fulfillment of of what you were purposed to do in this life. And that's where you get the blessings also. God gives you the blessings. He gives you the authority. He gives you the need so that you can be useful to the kingdom. And being useful to the kingdom is what really gives life fulfillment. Now, you might be thinking, well, the things I want really don't have anything to do with usefulness. For example, maybe you're a single man and you want a wife. Ah, well, why don't you try praying something like this? God, I know that there's a woman out there. You've put this in my heart. I know there's a woman out there who needs a good husband. God, make me the kind of husband that she needs. Make me, first of all, able to provide for her financially. Make me able to provide for her emotionally. Make me more patient. Make me more kind. Make me more sensitive. Make me more generous. Make me more responsible. Help me to be the kind of person who can handle the more responsibilities that come with being a husband and also being a father and all those things. You know, when I married Chris, and one of the things I didn't quite realize actually when we first met, but I, I figured it out pretty soon, was she didn't just need me to be a husband and everything else that I just mentioned there, but I'm also a son to her parents. I'm also a brother to her sister. I'm also an uncle to her nephew. That's a lot of different hats you have to wear. That's a lot of different areas of usefulness, okay, and a lot of different equipment. And God tells you the kind of equipment. It's not just the material things. Yeah, there's material things, okay? I'm telling you, I am financially very prosperous today because I have to provide for Kristen. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and he finds the favor of the Lord, okay? So I realize that, yes, I'm financially prosperous today because I've taken on the role of being useful to my wife and providing for her. But it's more than that. That's The material stuff is just a small percentage of it. So much more of it is the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual, and the mental things. Notice again what we're saying in, in Timothy, that, that we get equipped through the scripture because the scripture is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training. Okay, it's all about spiritual growth, mental growth, emotional growth, intellectual growth, things that we all need to be happy and fulfilled and successful in everything that we do. All right. So it's not just about the material things. It's about everything. But, but my point is you can target 
that to the things that you want. You want a spouse? Okay, God, make me the most useful spouse. Use me in that area. One of the things that uh, Kristen has had on her heart is she wants to start an orphanage someday. Well, I got news for you. Orphanages, that's going to take a lot of money. It's going to take a lot of support staff. It's going to take a lot of time and energy. A lot of things have to really come into place. A lot of people are going to have to come into our lives. That's a pretty big prayer. But it's not too early to say, God, make us useful. We know that you've put us on this heart. God, make make, make us useful for that purpose. Provide the things that we need to have an orphanage. Provide the things we need to help these kids find the homes and the families that they want to be with. So it's not just about some kind of vague promise, God, make me useful. I bet in your heart God has put something in there right now that you want to be useful for, even if you don't realize it. Maybe you think it's a selfish prayer, but it's not really, okay? So the point is, you can have the things that you want, but the things that you want should come through through usefulness, okay? Purpose yourself. Purpose yourself to give to get, to to do the things that God has put you on this earth to do. God will not withhold any good thing from those whose walk is righteous. But again, the purpose is become righteous first. Focus on righteousness. Okay, focus on making yourself useful to God. And he's going to equip you. He's going to give you all those things you want so that you can fulfill the destiny he has for your life. That's my message for you today. Oh, that was so good. That's so there's always like a million things going through my head as you're talking and <laughs> I got to remember what all I was thinking because you brought up so many great points and uh, as a side note, I am so grateful that God fit us together perfectly and all just all the needs that you fill some of the ones that I knew I needed, but there was other needs that you fill that I didn't even know I needed at the time. So that's that's so awesome because it's so cool how God works with what you were saying about equipment. Sometimes God asks us, hey, just go. I'll give you the equipment you need along the way. Or it's buried. I've put it down in you and you don't even know it. Like in marriage, there's certain things you can prepare for, but other things you're thrown into and God gives you the grace or God gives you, shows you and stretches you. And then you have the examples where in the Bible, so many times, God works best in our weakness. Like Moses, who was a stutterer, who was having to speak before Pharaoh. And you just think of time and time again, different, different things where people on their own, we're all, you know, we all need God to complete us. We're not perfect. And so, I mean, I just think in my own life, this is just a silly little example, but you know, you think of like things you have the equipment for and then things that God gives you extra grace for. Okay. Even just doing things around the house as a wife, that might be a stupid example, but there's certain things like I've always known that I love to cook and I, I had the equipment to do that. And then there's other things like I am really, I'll just say, I am not good at sewing. I, I just want to say it's amazing to all the women who can sew out there. <laughs> I don't have the equipment to be a, a good sewer, but if I needed to, if if the time I was called to do that or I had to do something or fix something, I know that God could equip me and I know that he could do that. So uh, there's a lot of different things. And just like you were saying about the maturity as a Christian, isn't it funny how also at the same time God calls us to be childlike? not childlike, but a childlike faith, I should say. Um, and so many times as adults, we get so jaded and we get to a certain place where God says, just stop asking all the questions. Just stop 
paralyzing yourself with all this analysis and just have the faith in me. And so to be a mature Christian, it's this mixture mixture of being mature and walking and knowing what you know, but at the same time having the faith as if you were a little child. You know, part of getting what you want is also making better decisions in terms of what you want, wanting actually what God wants for your life. That's true. And graduating yes. from sort of the toys of life. And yes. look, you know me, Chris, and I have some cool things and I have my little watch collection, other stuff, um, but they're not what gives me uh, fulfillment. Right. You know, the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. And I think too often we confuse the desires of the flesh with yes. the desires of the heart. Oh man, God, I'd, I'd really love it if I had a new Ferrari or I had a new Porsche 911. That's the desire of my heart. No, it's really not. That's the, the desire of your flesh. And what you need to do sometimes if you want to achieve happiness, because I got news for you, your flesh will never be fulfilled. That's right. You, you think getting that new car will make you happy. Okay. Well, the moment you get it, you'll see someone's got a bigger car or someone who has more cars or something like that. Someone's got a bigger house. You can't ever satisfy the flesh. In fact, what you wind up doing is you just build a greater appetite for materialism or in some cases for, for sex and things like that or whatever else. Okay. What you need to do is recognize that some of your desires are just desires of the flesh, not of the spirit to put aside the desires of the flesh and instead delight yourself in what God wants, which is more of him, more of his righteousness, being more useful to the kingdom. And then God will give you what you want because you've conformed what you want to what God wants to give you. And you know what's really cool about that is I find that the times where I'm focused so much, too much on, like you said, fleshly desires, it just becomes very frustrating and confusing. But when you focus on the Lord and he delights in giving you fun, good things and and all of these things as well. But as you said, that's not what we should be focused on. But when you focus on the Lord, you actually enjoy those other things better. You enjoy the frivolous or whatever you want to call them things uh, even better. So I just think that's that's awesome. And I feel like God is calling so many people today that you feel you don't know what that equipment would look like or what your calling is. But I just want to tell you, you don't even know what you don't know yet. That God has purposed in you and put equipment in you that you haven't even accessed. I believe there's things in you and me and all of our listeners that we haven't even accessed yet uh, through the Holy Spirit. But as we dig into him, he's going to show us what he put there. Absolutely. All right. So listen, here's the deal, guys. Um, Kristen's going to pray for everybody in a second. Or actually, I should say these are specific prayer requests that we, we receive from people. If you have any prayer requests you want answered right now, go right ahead and type it in the comments. I see we've got, I think, already 20 comments here uh, for those of you who are listening to us in a podcast. So we normally do this live. We're broadcasting live right now on Facebook. If you're watching this on a podcast, please feel free, or listening on a podcast, I should say, please feel free to go to our Facebook page, and you can always send us a message, and we're happy to pray for you there. All right, Kristen, why don't you go ahead with the people who sent us in stuff? All right. Right now, we want to pray for Vaja who's praying for money so he can study in Australia. He's God has put on his heart to study there. So in Jesus' name, I pray, Lord, that you give Vaja the equipment, not only the financial aspect, but cover all the things he needs, Lord, to get him. If, if indeed this is your plan for him, God, obviously, if it's another plan that you have or for him to study somewhere else, I pray that you bring that to be. But God, if you put this on his heart, just move the pieces together, Lord, give him however you want to do it. Give him a scholarship or whatever you want to do, God. We won't limit you. And we ask that um, he would be used in a mighty way in, in this manner. And we pray for Celso, who just asked generally for prayer. Sometimes there's a specific prayer, but sometimes 
we just don't know what to do. We just say, help God. And you, you answer those prayers just as you answer every specific need. God, you know Celso's need for him and his family. God, I just pray you surround them and just give them what they need. Give them the grace and power and comfort and joy and all of you, God, your presence in Jesus' name. And for um, a personal friend, Dana, who uh, kind of just told me that she has, I'm so proud of her. She had a bad group of friends and she cut those people out of her life so that uh, she could be in a better place with God spiritually. And that's very bold and God honors that. And But at the same time now she's lonely because she just lost that whole group of friends. But I know that God as Jordan has always said, doesn't ask you to give up something without giving you the best thing, the better thing. So God, I just pray for Dana during this time, this transition period, give her that new group of friends, give her that church community, give her that those friends that will lift her up and take her into the best life you have for her. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to say hi to some people who uh, are watching us right now, Sajid Hussein, Imran Bhatti, uh, Bajinder Nath, a friend of mine, Donna. Uh, Busewev, I can't pronounce this, but he's watching from Botswana. It's interesting that we're that, actually two people watching from Botswana. Oh, Busewev cool. is watching and Kumo Proctor, amen, watching from Botswana. Uh, Prasad also, nice to see you. And Mom, this is actually in French, so I don't know where this person's from. Um, but anyway, we thank you, God, for all these people who are watching us and who have joined us today and also the people who are going to watch on the replay. Uh, Moon also, uh, the people who are going to watch the podcast. We just pray that all these people are blessed. We pray that you give them what they need to get through, well, first of all, this life, but in particular this week until we see them again. We thank you for them. We pray prosperity, health, healing on them and their families. We pray growth and we pray that all these people become very useful for you in your kingdom and bring many people to the Lord through them. And more than that, I pray that these people recognize what a threat they are to the enemy, how the enemy just is scared to death of them, that we're, that we're not the victims. You know, I think so many times we are worried about bad things happening in our lives, but really um, we walk in victory and we thank you God for all these people. And we pray that we pray for your continued blessings over their lives and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, now comes the point in our show that if you have just heard or logged on and you're not a Christian or you've never accepted Jesus in your heart or maybe it's been years, uh, but you feel something tugging at your heart that you are just so desperate. You need hope. You need peace. You need joy. Well, you need Jesus. So, we would love to invite you now to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and it's the best decision you will ever make. So if you'd like to do that, it's so easy. You can just follow after me. Are you ready? Here we go. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. You can comment on the video or send us a message so that we can help you get started in your walk with Christ. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. Just looking at you. You're I very pretty. You, look at you. Well, you, you know, pretty it's funny because when you're praying and you have your hair over like this, all I can see is this giant head of hair <laughs> with a nose sticking out. <laughs> Even that is really pretty. Oh, this is why I love, not the only reason why I love him. Yeah. <laughs> He's the best husband ever.
You are. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, listen, thanks for joining us today. If you're just joining us late, um, the video is going to go uh, – well, we're going to end the video soon, and, and you can watch uh, the recording of it on Facebook. Uh, thanks for joining us. Please remember to share the video, like the video. We have over 100,000 followers now, but we'd actually like to uh, increase even more to the number of people we're able to help and affect. Uh, and uh, today's Sunday, so if you're watching this, thank you, and now go to church, okay? Guys, thank you so much. We'll see you soon. As always, in the meantime, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.